2: Raiders, Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's man cave. Taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! And we're not, look left, look
3: right, look at the top, a
2: leaking Let's go!
4: We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted, piano at the fifty. high running down, Houston football,
2: and I think Houston victory.
3: The on the most staining, unbelievable
4: absolutely impossible dream of a play. well I love this team I think this team can win I think this team can win
5: what is up Raider nation your buddy Murph back once again for what I hope to be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number not 200 of Raiders Fan Radio uh, here in Murph's Fan Cave. And I'll explain that here in just just a little bit. But I appreciate everybody joining us live tonight on the YouTubes. Appreciate uh, Michelle Sweat in there. Uh, Kill Jadis is in there. Tyrone Graves is in there. Tampa Raider. What's up, Tampa Raider? Uh, Good to see you back in there, my friend. And uh, Chris Rubio is in there. Chris Rubio says, good afternoon. A bit early, aren't you? Hey man, we're always seven o'clock on Eastern and four o'clock Pacific uh, here in the fan cave. Usually on Wednesday nights during the season, we try to go, and at least around the busy time of Raiders football, we try to go every. We only try to. We do go every week, and then uh, around the slower times, we'll go every other week. And uh, but anyway, so here we are for not episode two hundred. What's up, Raider Roo? Raider Roo says two hundred. It's not two hundred though. And it's not two hundred because okay. So here's the thing. So we do the show like every couple weeks during the slow time, like I said, but we want to do something big and fun for episode number 200. Well, if we did it on the current rhythm that we're in, the current schedule that we're on, this would have been 200. But Mosh can't be here tonight. Swago uh, can't be back here until tomorrow. Uh, And then our buddy Jeff Murphy from Domenico's is going to join us. Well, all those guys are going to be here two weeks from now. So this is not episode 200, but I did want to at least honor your voicemails we've got this week because we got so many good ones. A little bit of news to get to. Um, Swago and I are going to be in the car together for an RFR is tripping. So we'll do your emails tomorrow on the channel. We'll do it live on the road. Um, but for tonight, we want to do the emails, uh, or excuse me, want to do the voicemails, hit a little bit of news. And, um, and a lot of respect to, to get to this week. So just want to jump on here. Of course, you know, I miss you guys. And I hate to go two weeks without or longer without doing a show. And so, um, so anyway, so here I am. Here we are. And I uh, appreciate you joining us this Wednesday night, this Wednesday evening and spending it here with uh, with me and a fan cave. So let's we're going to talk a lot about Raiders football. So anybody that's got your, you know, when you guys can talk about the Raiders, we're going to talk about the Raiders a lot. So we're going to get to there. But we do have some housekeeping to do first uh, and have a lot of uh let's see what 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 do you call it uh like aside stories like raider askew stories we'll say uh and so uh, yes we're gonna get to a lot of fun stuff tonight it's gonna be real lighthearted. uh and then for 200 just to let you know in two weeks when we do our live show we're not going to do the typical format of raiders fan radio we're going to probably take live calls uh and then just just have fun man. We're just going to get on probably reminisce a little bit and uh and just celebrate with you the amazing um Uh, audience that we have and the amazing support from our listeners that we get from Raiders or for Raiders fan radio and just kind of celebrate it just have fun uh have a few adult beverages and just kind of kick back and of course we'll talk about the Raiders but you know it'll just be kind of like a uh, self-indulgent fun time if you don't mind uh for episode number 200 so look forward to you joining us then all right um yeah Chris Rubio says oh yeah daylight savings I know look it's light you can see the the, the the light coming through the window here in the fan cave. Um, Tidal Raider, what's up? Uh, Raider is in there. Raider Godzilla is in there. Of course, the Raider Critique. Uh, appreciate you, Raider Critique. Tyrone Graves, I mentioned Michelle Sweat. I know my boo, Max. Max, Max is in there watching, and so appreciate all of you, even though that uh, aren't in the chat, even for those of you that are just watching. Uh, we appreciate you. Demon Child just showed up in there. Uh, what's up? Uh, Aaron of Dog Raider, of course, who we will hear from very shortly. All right, uh, Roland Dubs is in there. Uh, appreciate you rolling dubs all right as i mentioned we got some housekeeping to get to so first and foremost um we have a foundation around here we call it the one nation foundation and um uh, <laughs> it says we can see the light coming through the fog of murph's lenses yes absolutely it's bright enough um we have a foundation around here and we um uh, with the money that we raise with Raiders Fan Radio, we, uh, we give it away. And we give it away through our One Nation Foundation. And so any of the donations that we ever get from you all in the Super Chat or anywhere else, 100% of that money goes into the One Nation Foundation. We are currently supporting the Boletnikoff Foundation and, of course, the wonderful work that Fred Boletnikoff Raider Legend Super Bowl MVP first ever one for the Raiders and his amazing wife Angela uh, their incredible foundation that um, fosters a place called Tracy's Place of Hope which is a uh, a refuge for young women that are at risk of domestic violence and drug use and whatnot and, and it and it offers a series of rehabilitative services for them and we are proud to partner with them once again uh, to donate all of the money that we get from you guys through our current fundraiser to uh, the Blitnikoff Foundation so we, we do that a couple ways. One, just Super Chats, as I mentioned. You can go uh, or, or directly you can give to the One Nation Foundation. It's onenationfoundation.net. And you can just click on the Donate button there. Um, but even more important than that, for the next week, uh, two weeks, until we get to the next show, 200, we're going to announce the winner of the autograph Fred Boletnikoff Jersey for show number two hundred, and the way you qualify is uh, for each ten dollar donation you make, that counts as one entry. It's like a raffle. We're gonna pick a name at random, and then uh, and then and then you win the autographed Fred Belenikov jersey. Also on this channel and Murph Fan Cave channel, if you go to the video that I have it says jersey giveaway, or it says like win a Bolitnikoff jersey, something like that. If you watch that video and you comment on it, I'm gonna pick a name at random, and I'm gonna send you this. This is a replica the uh, jersey. I think it's a proline. Yeah, it's the NFL proline vintage jersey, an extra large. I'm going to send you that. I bought this, and I never wore it. So um, anyways, so I'm going to send you a Bolitnikoff jersey just for watching the video and commenting on it, okay? And then for the donations, we're going to give away the autographed one. All right, so that's the first bit of housekeeping. Second bit of housekeeping is we're giving away this autographed Josh Jacobs. Uh, they call these spotlight photos, and uh, you can see there. It's got the certificate uh, certificate of Authent- authenticity. It's got the hologram. Uh, got this from Fanatics, um, one of, some of the folks that help us out here at the Fan Cave. And uh, anyway, so we are giving this away to one of the 300 subscribers because we were at 2,700 subscribers, and to get us to 3,000, I said I was going to pick a name at random and send them that picture. Well, we've eclipsed 300, or excuse me, we've eclipsed 3,000, so thank you all very, very much. Thank you, Raiders Fan Radio audience. We appreciate you. It's kind of a big milestone for us, man. We, we, uh... That's a big number, man. Three thousand uh, subscribers, and uh, and I've got that name picked out, but I'm not going to announce it until the, the episode number two hundred. Um, but thank you to all of you that are new subscribers and are joining us here on the on the on the channel tonight. Appreciate you. My name's Murph. We talk about the Raiders. We love them, and uh, we have the best, absolute best community in all of Raider Nation. So if you're new to the show, jump in the chat, participate, man. This is all about being interactive and celebrate this team that we love, the now Las Vegas Raiders. All right. That's it. Let's go ahead and take a little, bit of, a little bit of a break, and then we're going to get to something significant that has nothing to do with 200.
6: Uncle Mosh, you're the smartest man alive.
1: Hey, what's up? It's Brocklin from The Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tufo from The Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to
2: Murph and Mosh. On
4: Raider
5: Radio. Radio. Yes. Alright, <laughs> oh, appreciate you, Raider Nation. So Raider Godzilla taking a shot at me in there. Uh, if you watch the show enough, you know every once in a while I get up and go use the bathroom. A lot of times I don't have shoes on. Yeah, there's my vans. <laughs> and he says, put your shoes on. It smells like popcorn in there. Yo. Nasty, no man. I, I keep it clean, man. I don't I don't I don't I don't stink. If I smell, it's it's good smell. Um, Loki Raider, appreciate the donation in there. He says hello, Murph. Thank you so much, Loki Raider, uh, for the two ninety nine donation in the super chat. One hundred percent of that money will go to the One Nation Foundation and bless the good folks at the uh, at the Blitnikoff Foundation. So thank you so very very much, Loki Raider. All right, um, so my co oh Aaron the Q Dog Raider. On cue, no pun intended. Uh, like contribution for the selfie, thank you, Aaron, the Q Dog Raider. Appreciate the eight dollar donation in there, my friend. Uh, of course, Aaron is uh, his favorite number, is the number eight, and uh, and so we appreciate the eight dollar donation. And uh, and we're going to hear from Aaron in just a little bit. And once again, 100% of that money goes straight to the One Nation Foundation. Appreciate that. Um, okay, so. My soon-to-be-returned co-host, because it's been a lot of selfies around here because COVID, uh, I'm glad to tell you that as of today, I'm fully vaccinated. My boo, Max, Max, she's fully vaccinated. Uncle Mosh is fully vaccinated. Swaggo's not quite there yet, but we're all feeling pretty good about returning to a little bit of normalcy. So, uh, so we're going to get the fan cave back populated again um, with, with my awesome co-host, Swag Jeff and Uncle Mosh. So this will probably be the last selfie you'll see for a while. Anyways, so my co-host, Swag Jeff, he uh, likes to take our show number and tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation. Well, this is not episode 200. So I asked Jeff to not give us a 200,
7: and he didn't.
6: What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Swag Jeff, coming at you with episode not 200 of Raiders Fan Radio. Every week, Swag Jeff takes a significant moment in Raider history and relates it back to the episode number and this episode is episode not 200. And we're going to be highlighting several players tonight. Uh, first, let's take it back to a night that we all love. A night that is one of the best nights to be a Raider. Of course, we're talking about Black Sunday. Come on. We're going to highlight two players from that night. First one, Marcus Allen. What didn't he do that night? He could do no wrong against a team formerly known as the Redskins. That night, he ran for not 200 yards. (laughs) Pretty close, though. Just a few shy. Next, we're going to talk about our buddy Greg Townsend. Yes. a Raider defender superstar got his first sack against Joe Theismann in the regular season. And then followed it up with another sack on Black Sunday. And in his career as a Raider, he had not 200 tackles. (laughs) Almost double that. Next. I want to highlight one of the greatest number 12 snake. His decorated career as a Raider uh, will still put him down as the best quarterback to don the silver and black. And during his tenure with the Raiders, he had not 200 pregame beers. (laughs) That number was exceeded (laughs) by a long shot. Next, our friend, Freddie, Fred bullet hall of fame, wide receiver. He applied not 200 globs of stickum <laughs> on his body. Again, that number was also exceeded by a long shot. Next, we're going to highlight one of our own. the one and only Uncle Mosh. Yes. Now Swag Jeff has known this guy for 18 plus years, and in that time, he has eaten not 200 <laughs> donuts. It's like this number was exceeded more than all the previous mentioned combined. And lastly, we're going to highlight a good friend of the show. That's right. We're talking about Raider Cody. This guy has a huge following and puts out quality content. Just a great guy. And after a rocky start, our relationship has grown immensely. And we've done our research here in the RFR Live Laboratory. And it turns out that Raider Cody has done not 200 episodes. But that's only because he's one episode behind us because he has to copy every show that we do. So make sure you tune in next week for the Raider Cody episode, not 200 special. <laughs> Have a good show. All right.
5: Taking a shot at our good friend Cody there. Well done. Swago. That was good, dude. That's funny. Yeah. Cody, you know, we love your brother. Uh, yeah. And then, it- all that One Nation Foundation stuff that I just mentioned. Yeah, that's our buddy Raider Cody does that. We, he co-founded that uh, foundation with me. And so, uh, playful jest, of course, uh, to our buddy Raider Cody. And look forward to the Raider Cody Not episode number 200 coming up next week. Um, all right. So, uh, very interesting there, Swaggo. So, Swag listed some things that are not 200. Some Raider-related things that are not 200. But there are a lot of other things, Raider Nation, that are not 200. Keeping it 100 is not 200. Even if you keep it 100 twice, you're still just keeping it 100. You're not 200. 300. That's the amount of beer that the Blues Brothers drank in the movie. They drank $300 worth of beer. That is not 200. The movie 300 is not 200. Madman. For a madman. Earth and water.
2: But well, you'll find plenty of both down there. No man. Persian or Greek. No man threatens a messenger.
5: You bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city
4: steps. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. Oh, I've chosen my words carefully, Persian. Perhaps you should have done the same. This is blasphemy.
2: This is madness. This is Sparta ah!
5: <laughs> Good call Lencho Lencho in the chat called it Spartan kick Absolutely man I love that freaking movie 300 is not 200 All right, uh, 400 cases 400 is not 200 400 is the amount of cases of beer That Burt Reynolds snuck into Atlanta From Colorado
8: Wait a minute. Why do you want that beer so bad? Because he's thirsty, dummy.
3: You see, I got a boy running tomorrow in the Southern Classic, and uh, when he wins, I want to celebrate in style. How much style? Well, I got a few friends and me, uh, 400 cases.
5: 400 cases? Well? How about that?
3: Well, let me see your cash.
5: All right, so 400K, and I'll give you one more. And I promise probably are going to get the Raider talk. This one's my favorite. 500, 500 is not 200, 500 is the amount of times that Tracy Morgan has seen Star Wars. Oops, where's that? that?
2: But I do know that I can't do it alone. I work with incredibly talented people, each of whom brings something unique to 30 Rock, people I met right here at SNL. Hey, come on out here, guys. this collection of talent. What more do you want from a TV show? You want experience? You want experience? I've appeared in over 40 major motion pictures.
9: I wrote Mean Girls.
2: I've seen Star Wars 500 times. (laughs) How about credentials? I was nominated for an Oscar.
8: I have an Emmy.
10: I have seen Star Wars
8: 500 times.
10: (laughs)
2: My colleagues. I've worked with Sir Anthony Hopkins, Annette Benning, and Jack Nicholson.
4: I have worked with Alec Baldwin and Tracy Morgan.
2: <laughs> I'm personal friends with Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so there you have it. Three of the biggest talents working today.
5: What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio
9: with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in. Because they f-ing put out a banger podcast, all
5: right. I should appreciate you. So, yeah, those are the things that are not 200. And just like this show is not episode 200, what also is not 200 is 20. Twenty is not two hundred. Twenty, though, is the amount of uh, of a donation that our good friend the Raider Critique just contributed in the super chat. Thank you, Raider Critique. We appreciate you, my man. That is an incredibly kind uh, gift, and one hundred percent of that money will go to the One Nation Foundation. Thank you so incredibly uh, much. I cannot. Every time we do this show and those super chats come in, you guys just freaking like from my. Uh, I mean, seriously, my heart just thank you uh, i cannot appreciate you enough and uh, and you know that money's going to a good place and we are glad to be the vessel to uh, to to get those donations uh, to some great causes out there uh, including the bulletnikoff foundation all right i'm gonna hit some contact information Then we're gonna do a little bit of respect we're gonna talk about jonathan abram marshawn lynch yannick and and the legend phil Villapiano.
2: all right boys and girls pay attention you got your old uncle mosh here with an update Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram, at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us, show at RaidersFanRadio.com, or call us. On the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit
5: the time limit? Good. All right. Appreciate everybody joining us in the chat tonight. You can join the chat each and every week, uh, or close to it anyways. Wednesdays. Look for us on Wednesdays. 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. That's where I join the Raiders Fan Radio uh, chat room over there. And uh, all you got to do is go to the YouTube america go to the youtube right now just go to the youtube man and jump in there the chat room is amazing and uh all we asked for like the the monetary donations are amazing and incredibly kind but all we asked for just give us the thumbs up hit the subscribe tell your raider friends about us all that kind of stuff that's what it's all about uh because the more people watching this thing the more earning opportunities we have the more money we raise the more money we give away uh michelle sweat is in there tonight sugar shane Aaron the q dog raider killed jada's Patrick Hill what's up Patrick Hill uh, Raider Flash is in there uh, Sugar Shane what's up Sugar Shane uh, great to see everybody uh, in there tonight Adam Hill did I mention Adam Hill Patrick Hill Adam Hill man everybody's in there tonight all right um, so thank you for those of you that are watching us live and jumping into the chat room we appreciate you all right let's do some respect Dell Jr., Foxy Scorpio, Super Him, Jeff Wilson. Wow, a lot of people flooding in there, man. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us here for this episode of uh, not episode number 200 of Raiders Fan Radio. All right. um, So around here, we like to do do respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. Nothing wrong with those things. But uh, we like to give a little bit of respect. So I got a lot of respect to give tonight. I got a long list. So we're going to start off with one of the current Raiders, one of my favorite current Raiders. I know PFF likes to take a run at this guy. PFF can pound sand if you ask me. But anyways, PFF likes to take a run at this guy and say that he's no good. All you got to do is flip on the tape one time, watch one Raider game, and know that this dude's bringing it and flying around all over the field. And he's a young man. He effectively had his rookie year last year. And I'm talking about number 24, Jonathan Abram. Again, big fan of this guy. I don't think that you can surmise his career off the, him coming off of an injury and playing his first full season. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, again, he's gonna, he's, there, is there growth opportunities there? Of course. There is for so many young players. I think he's going to be great. And why do I think that he's going to be great is for a couple of reasons. Number one, is that, again, you just watch the watch game, watch him flying around. The guy's got reckless abandon, and he brings it in the, with the, the same spirit of the freaking, you know, the great Raider safeties of the past, of, you know, Tatum and Atkinson and even Charles Woodson. And, like, I mean, you know? So I think that he, he brings it. You can see it already there. You can see the, the 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 beginnings of what's going to be a great player. But then also it's work about work ethic, man. And you really want to see it, and you want to hear it. And... I love guys like this because even if their play per se and those younger parts of their career aren't where we would all hope they would be, including themselves, the dedication and the work ethic to be better all the time, that's what's impressive to me. It makes them easy to root for. And isn't that all we want as fans? We want players and coaches and a team to root for. So Jonathan Abram, to me, is really easy to root for. He brings the freaking lumber. He's funny as heck, and he's the hardest one of the hardest working guys in the building. So if you don't love Jonathan Abram, I'm not sure why. Don't listen to PFF and let them decide for you. Just use your own eyeballs and use your own ears and decide for yourself. So in this case, let's use our ears and listen to Jonathan Abram talk about his dedication this off season and why he's getting respect from us here at the top of the show.
7: For me, it was kind of a rookie season. Yeah. More so from a physical standpoint, mentally um, I was kind of ahead because I stayed around, but um, that was the biggest part, just playing ball. I mean, that's what, we come in here every day, that's why you work for, you know, to go out there. So, that was the biggest thing for me, coming into this offseason, healthy. Uh just Starting off last year, you know, with the whole shoulder injury, you know, pretty much coming in behind the eight ball, uh, I was overweight. Mentally, it's just refreshing. Knowing that I'm completely healthy, you know, have a full off-season, be able to take full advantage of it. Early in the offseason, the main thing is assessment, just kind of seeing where guys are at.
5: This is his trainer now talking. Those were clips of Abram, and now this is his trainer talking about kind of what they're doing to, to bring him all the way back.
7: Um, just building out a profile from there, creating a baseline, um, and then just building each you know each level from there. Overall, it's like right now we're waiting to see what the NFL is going to do for us, OTAs and things like that. So just want to make sure the guys are getting treatment, uh, becoming 100%. Be symmetric and then you just build it from there depending on when they need to be ready to report. As far as the offseason, each player has their own profile, so it's nothing random, it's not a group effort, even though you might see them working in a group, a small group, each individual has different things that they need to be aware of and be mindful of during the training session and building it out from there to meet their individual goals. get bigger, faster, and stronger, that's my biggest concerns as of right now. I'm just trying to get my body in shape for this long and rigorous season. Um, You never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, COVID came in last year. The restrictions kind of messed up a lot of things. You know, looking forward to not having all to deal with all of that. And just being able to go out and play football. Just focusing on, you know, keeping my mental strong and, you know, getting my body together. That's it. I mean, I feel like we're going to make strides. I mean, just as a whole, as a group, as um, DBs, linebackers, D-line, defense, as an entire court. You know, we got the new D.C., new coaches. Biggest thing, you know, we just got to come in and buy in. Um, and from there, I mean, you know,
5: we gotta play for each other. Um, you know, play for silver and black, and we're gonna be okay. All right, there we go, man. I I dig it, man. I again, I like it. I love the sound bites. You know, think about that. It's the guy got hurt. Then it's a COVID year, right? It came in overweight. I mean, because he couldn't work out like he's accustomed to. So no, you know, don't. That's not the same kind of overweight of Trent Brown, and Jamarcus Russell, right? It's a different kind of overweight. Um, so I think we should give him a little bit of grace. Anybody that's not giving him grace, I would encourage you to. I think that that he's gonna he's gonna proudly uh, or make you proud to, that he is representing that number twenty four, that legendary number uh, in Raider Nation. So look forward to seeing what the young man's gonna bring this year. Speaking of twenty four, speaking of legends at war twenty four, uh, of course Woodson, of course Willie brown, uh, but Marshawn Lynch man I know he wasn't a Raider for a real long time but I don't think anybody represented Oakland better than Marshawn Lynch did when he was in the silver and black and I love freaking Marshawn the only thing he ever done he's ever done that I wasn't in love with was when we got in the fight with the with the Chiefs and he went in and kind of protected Marcus Peters instead of other Raiders that one didn't sit right with me but aside from that pretty much everything Marshawn has done uh, as in, when he was in silver and black, um, it it has been awesome. And then now he's, you know, he's retired and he's killing it, man. He's got, you know, all these different things that he's promoting and, you know, he's in commercials and like, you know, he's, he's great, man. So, uh, he ended up on the show Peyton place, I think is what it's called, uh, which is Peyton Manning's kind of like his interview show. And it's pretty funny. It's always really lighthearted. It's one of the few things ESPN does nowadays that I actually care for besides Monday Night Football. Um, but, yeah, but so Marshawn was on there. And the way that, like, Peyton is able to get guys on there and their defenses come down is really fun. And that's the cool thing about the show is that, you know, whether he had Tom Brady on there or whoever else, like he had Belenikov on there, um, guys' defenses come down. And, he, and, they, and it ends up you get these really funny sound bites out of that show. So I'm going to give Marshawn respect just because he's funny, man. I just freaking love the guy. And so uh, Peyton starts asking him about some of his game day rituals. They're talking about each other's kind of their preparation for game day. And if this isn't the most Raider game day pregame, I don't know. Coming off, like, think Ted Hendricks. Think Foo. Think Stabler. Think Matuzak. Think those 70s. Raiders and the stuff that they were doing pregame and you know when the uh, the clock wasn't running, think about that and then here listen to what Marshawn has to say. This is this is amazing.
3: What right. were yours? Right. What, what was your? Uh, my superstition, superstition was that I needed to have
11: maybe a shot, a shot and a half before every game
3: of Hennessy. What you mean? Okay. I was thinking, yeah. yeah. Gatorade, right? tore Gatorade. it all. I don't know what sure I was no. thinking. Hell no. <laughs> and, it's, and, and there's a bar right there in the locker room in Seattle. And Schneider and oh, Pete Carroll. My backpack. What right. were yours? Right. What, what, what was your? Uh, <laughs>
5: he said the bar is in my backpack. <laughs> I love that man. The guys take a shot or a shot and a half a Hennessy before he takes the field. Like. You got guys doing their pregame Gatorades on Not Marshawn. He's doing shots. <laughs> and then Peyton says, is there a bar in the locker room? And he says, the bar is in my backpack. That I love that line. That I'm gonna pull that out and put that on our soundboard because that is amazing. The bar is in my backpack. I freaking love Marshawn, man. He's amazing. All right, um, let's go another, let's go back to uh, current raiders and let's go to a new Raider and Speaking of a guy like Abram that's saying all the right things, um, this is a guy that on his social media accounts is putting, today is a great day to be a Raider, um, you know, proud to wear silver and black, proud to, like, he's saying all the right things. And dude is a baller. And I'm talking about the prize of the offseason so far for us, Yanni Kangakwe. And what this guy's going to bring to our team, I, I've said all the time, and apologize for repeating it, but I think it's so true that since Mac left, we haven't had that closer. I'm not saying Yannick Ngakwe is as Mac; he ain't that far from it. Um, he's closer to Mac than anybody else we've ever had. Um, but that guy that can just put a stamp on a drive, close it out on a third and long, get us that big sack to end a game, not rip ryan fitzpatrick's face off and allow a penalty for you know what i mean to, to to lose a game late like that guy that can make that max style of play that sack late close out a game be the closer that we need coming off the edge not allowing stupid patrick mahomes or anybody else the time to run around back there because he's going to be on their ass so and i think he's a wonderful compliment to max crosby coming off the edge we'll see what Farrell does
11: F to the E to the R to the R to the E to the L to the L. It ain't Furl.
5: It ain't Furl, and it's certainly not going to be Arden Key. I think those guys are going to get rota- – well, Key certainly will be rotational. Furl, though, I think he's going to be more kicked inside in this Gus Bradley defense. We'll see. Who knows? What do I know? But I got a feeling we're going to see him a little inside a little bit more often, him and Hurst in there. You know, Can you picture that line? You know, you get, or Hankins, like Hankins, Hurst, and Gakkwa and Max, or or get real crazy and line them up next to each other, whatever like we're gonna see some creative stuff out of that four three, I think. But anyways, point being though, is that we're gonna have that kind of guy that's gonna command a double team so that's gonna get Max freed up. so maybe Max ends up being more of a closer. Max. But he's a closer on his own in his own uh, right. okay? So anyway, so he's saying all the right things. He's bringing all the bona fides to the team. I'm stoked for Yannick Ngakwe. Um, and let's check in with him. Let's listen to um, what he has to say uh, kind of about being a Raider.
10: Unique Ngakwe. Oh. When you get past the tackle, what's the thing that can make you the best? And that's getting the ball out. Not to by set an example in practice, that's where it starts at. It starts in practice. It doesn't start on Sundays. And the way you go about your work, the way you treat your teammates, the way uh, you take in the coaching, that's how I contribute to this team becoming even
4: better. Yannick, and oh, up the
2: and with the touchdown! Oh, with sack.
1: Oh, ah! The strip sack for and
10: ah! Guys will see surely enough that I'm a I'm a work hard guy. I love to practice hard. And uh, when you do those things, it can translate into the game.
7: I don't quit. I don't quit. I don't quit.
5: I love that, man. I don't quit. That was when he was a member of the Jaguars. But he's, he's, he's yelling that at the sideline of the other team. I don't know who they were playing. I couldn't tell from the clip. But uh, but he's looking across the sideline. He's telling him, I don't quit. It's amazing. I, I love this guy. Uh, so anyways, much respect to him. And uh, welcome to Raider Nation. Yannick Ngakwe. Um, in the chat there, uh, who was it? Uh, Tyrone Graves uh, says he's driving through tornado weather heading to Bossier City. Uh, careful, man. Be careful out there. Um, not that you're not being careful, but thinking about you, man. Um you know i I grew up in the Bay Area, but have since relocated to middle Tennessee, and we are no stranger to tornadic weather here uh not it's not Kansas up in here or you're even like what folks in Alabama have to deal with, um, but we do see our fair shares, including last year we got clobbered by a tornado, so anyways, pretty sensitive to that stuff, and so um, yeah, keep the notifications off and listening to us fine, but turn it down or catch up later because uh, be, be safe out there. Um, appreciate you um driving through tornadic weather and listening to Raiders fan radio. All right. Um, one more to give respect to this is a legend, man. He's been on this show before. It's been a long time ago. It's was like three years ago now, four years ago. He was on the show. Uh, we're talking about, uh, the legendary foo, Phil Villapiano. Phil is the greatest storyteller in Raider nation. Um, I would say after him, uh, in terms of the guys that are still living, uh, Daryl Amonica is a is a really good storyteller. Um, you know, Atkinson, I think, is a good storyteller. Um, there's a lot of guys that are that are great storytellers in Raider Nation. Um, but Foo is the king. he's the he's the absolute best of them. And you're gonna hear uh, in these clips now, this is an eleven minute segment. I'm not playing the whole thing. This is an eleven minute thing that NFL Films has done as part of their NFL presents show. And I just clipped out the first little bit, just the first few minutes of it. And uh, it's really cool because what they're doing is they're making reference to the idea that anytime they have ever done anything about the Raiders, Phil is the one that they interview. And because he's such a gregarious personality and big, amazing storyteller, you know, Phil's Phil. We just flip on the microphone and Phil's Phil. He wasn't when we interviewed him. We just got him on a phone and he was just Phil. You know, hey, how you doing? And he just goes. <laughs> he just Phil. So he's amazing. So anyway, so they honored him with his own big thing about him being kind of the Raider Nation storyteller. And it's really cool. So I'm gonna play the first part of it for you. So I want to give respect to Phil for, just for being Phil and being such a great ambassador and representative of the Raiders in that era, especially the other other Raiders. You know, those guys are getting up there a little bit now. You know, in their 70s and stuff, and we've lost you know, some of the legends already, we've lost Tatum and we've lost course snake. And you know what I mean? We've lost some of the greats. Um, and so for Phil still holding it down for that generation, still representing them proudly and well. And also I want to give respect to NFL films for, you know, singling him out and giving him the praise that he well deserves. So let's check in with NFL network and Phil Villapiano.
1: Over the last 30 years, If NFL Films has done a feature about the Raiders, there's a good chance we interviewed Phil Villapiano for the piece. Blessed with a gregarious personality, Phil's always good for a great bite or story about an old coach or teammate. John Mann, he goes, guys, we're going to shove it down your throat no matter what. Since he's such a great interview subject, we make it a point to sit down with Phil almost every year. This is perfect, this is perfect. So what are we talking about, man?
4: Talk about
2: Vegas, you. Vegas. Talking about you. Me? You.
4: You talk about me?
1: <laughs> I'm not royalty, but thank you, this is wonderful. Besides being a soundbite machine, Villapiano was also a Pro Bowl linebacker on the great Oakland teams of the 1970s. He was so beloved Raiders fan Tom Hanks used the name Villa Piano in his movie Ooh. That Thing You Do. Villa Pianos was the spaghetti place out by the airport where the Wonders played their first gig.
2: Tom Hanks, he sends a nice letter and he says, "Your dad was my favorite Raider," and I called him Phil Villa Piano.
1: He's great, man. I, I, Tom Hanks is my favorite actor. Phil was the embodiment of what a Raider should be, a Hellraiser.
4: Holy Toledo, it's a free for all!
1: Who played hard both on and off the field. After practice, every day, we would go to the Hilton and have quadruple, shove on the rocks. Take a couple <laughs> of oh,
2: the, tasted
1: great, you know. A relentless competitor with overflowing energy, Phil was the emotional leader of Oakland's misfit machine a runaway train loaded with loons who like to push the limits of fair play. I don't think we were dirty. I just think we were aggressive. But that's the way I like it. We hit him and we laughed.
2: He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and
9: won.
5: There he is, man. The legendary Phil Villapiano, man. So cool. And uh, so glad that he got recognized. My favorite line in that is when he says says, after practice, we'd go get a couple quadruple shivas. I'm pretty sure that's eight shivas. (laughs) So anyways, the legend of Phil Villapiano, man. Good stuff. Much respect.
1: Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook. More than sixth-year linebacker
4: Phil Villapiano. This is Joe Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio.
1: This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win,
11: baby.
5: All right bit of raider news there was a little bit of news this week not a ton but um you guys know me man i like to i like to get into the numbers i don't do math i'll do math i can't i'm not good at math but i like numbers and so i like to dig into the numbers on some stuff and so our uh left tackle our starting left tackle the underrated i think in terms of raider nation colton miller remember when everybody was screaming and crying about colton miller when we drafted him And, oh, yeah, by the way, he ends up being pretty freaking good. So just remember that next time you see, you know, Twitter freak out because of a thing, um, just because Twitter says it doesn't make it true. Uh, So Colton Miller got re-signed. Colton Miller signs um, this past week a three-year, $54 million contract, uh, including $42 million of that guaranteed average average annual salary of $18 million uh miller will earn a base salary of nine five roster bonus of two million i'm not a big fan of talk about other people's money but i think in terms of like how it relates to the raiders salary cap that's why i get interested uh so that cap hit for him is 13 million and the dead cap is another 13 million so dead cap means if the raiders cut him or trade him they automatically carry that 13 million on the books going forward no matter what so basically my reason for saying all that that's a very friendly contract for a guy that's a pretty good left tackle um is he the best in the league no uh is he very good yeah i'd say so um now it's tough be, not being a st- st- fil- uh, a student of film we'd have to ask a guy like ted Wynn you know baldinger somebody like that about like you know i know enough about footwork to be dangerous and hand placement and whatever striking positions and all that but like These guys, like, really, really know. You know what I mean? And so I trust their kind of take on it. And it's always a pretty favorable take. It's not that he's the best in the league, but he's pretty good. So when we look at the only really stats that we can find in terms of tackles are a couple things. Now, they don't track um, pressures, so, like, pressures that are given up, but they track blown blocks, okay? So for Colton Miller in 2018 – he blew 20 pass blocks and six run blocks. In 2019, he blew 23 pass blocks and nine run blocks. Remember the hurt leg? Here's the good news. In 2020, he only blew 10 pass blocks and nine run blocks. So he came down significantly in the passing game, which is really where you want him to be anyways. Like, what you want your left tackle to be good at is blocking for the pass. Like, if he's going to not be as good in one area or the other, you want him to be better at pass blocking than run blocking. So in terms of how he's trending, it's pretty freaking good. Um, I don't have the numbers on who would arguably be the best left tackle in the league in terms of those blown blocks, to give you a reference point. Um, But I will give you the kind of the basics on Trent Williams, okay? So Trent Williams just signed... His contract with the, with the Niners, and I think that we can, if we want to evaluate Colton Miller, let's evaluate him against the best in the league. So first, let's look at the contract impact. Okay, so I told you that Miller was three years, $54 million. Trent Williams is the highest-paid offensive lineman in the history of football. He signed a six-year, $138 million contract with the Niners, including a $30 million signing bonus, Okay, um, which is three times what Miller's is. 55 million guaranteed, which is 12, 13 million dollars more than Miller, an average annual salary of 23 million, all right, which is uh, five million more than Colt Miller. Uh, and his base salary uh, includes a signing bonus of 30 million, uh, which carries a cap hit of eight million dollars and a dead cap value of 40. That's huge. So, his dead cap number so if he he gets cut or traded or put on IR or whatever he still carries a 40 million dollar hit to the Niners salary cap that's a massive number uh, where if we we look at Colton Miller it's 13 million bucks so i think that Colton Miller signs i know that the numbers get big but again i'm not trying to talk about another man's money but like when in we as fans can get like you know, like sticker shock at the the price of the the contract. But when you look at the impact to the team, it's pretty friendly. It's like when everybody was like, "I can't believe Derek Carr's the highest paid quarterback in all of football at the time," right? But when you look at the contract, it's like, "Well, this is kind of a friendly deal for the team." That's what Colt Miller. So I think that it's very appropriate for what he is. He's, is he the best tackle in football? No. Is he a really good tackle? Yeah, I'd say so, and I think that they're paying him like he's a really good tackle, not like he's the best tackle in football. I'll give you one more thing. I thought, well, okay, how else can we compare? How else can we compare Colt Miller to Trent Williams? Again, not having these, like, you know, it's not like you can look at passing yards or rushing yards or receiving yards or sack totals or whatever. Like, there's a lot of positions you can evaluate really easily, but linemen are hard to evaluate. So, but I think as Raider fans... We're all pretty sensitive to penalties. Yes, you would agree. Um, So let's look at penalties. Let's look at Trent Williams, the best tackle in all of football, versus Colton Miller. Granted, Trent Williams has been in the league for nine years, much smaller sample size for Colton Miller, who's only been in the league three. But let's look at him. So as far as holding penalties go, Colton Miller had three, two, and one. 18, 19, and 20, the three years that he's been in the league. He had three, two, and one. He had one holding call last year. One. That's low. Trent Williams has had three, four, two, two, four, two, 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 four, five. He had five holding penalties last year. That's significant. False starts. Colton Miller, rookie year, had four. He had one and one. What? Like, yes. Like, I don't want you to have false starts as an offensive lineman, especially as a tackle. Colton Miller, or excuse me, Trent Williams, three, two, four, two, four, three, one, one, three, and three. So Colt Miller's trending better than the best tackle in all football. Um, The ones that were declined in terms of offsides. um, Career for Trent Trent Williams, 14. You know how many Colt Miller had? Two. So collectively, over a three-year period, Colt Miller averages five penalties. Three years, 15 total, five penalties a year. That's pretty freaking low, man. Like, considering that those are combined false starts and holding calls. And that's his average. And he's trended downward in every year he's been in the league. When we look at Trent Williams over a nine-year career, he's had 62 penalties. So, you know, we're, we're talking about one year in 2014, he had 10 freaking penalties collectively. Four holdings, four false starts. I mean, and then two uh, that, that were off, you know, declined or offside. So, like, when we look at these things, man, you know, last year, Trent Williams, he was out 2019 because he had a cancer growth, I believe, on his scalp and Thank goodness for him and and, and, and and you know those related that it was not anything serious and, and and you know, the prayers up for continued good health for Trent Williams. So he sat out in 2019, but he also was trying to get out of the plane for Washington. Um, but anyways, his last two full years uh, or say full, he played 13 games and then 14 games, um, he had eight penalties collectively in each each year where Trent, uh, excuse me, where uh, Colton Miller, played 14 games, and had four collectively. So, anyways, I'm just saying, when you look at penalties, when you look at how the contract is structured, I think it's a fair deal. And anybody, including, again, I don't want to... I won't... I'll save you the rant on PFF. But I think it's a very appropriate contract, and I think that Colton Miller's a lot better than we give him credit for. Him. All right? Fair enough? All right, next up, let's go to... um let's go to this wins thing that came out. So, um, you know, we're a Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, we should kind of pay attention to what Vegas does once in a while. And Vegas is smarter than we are because Vegas doesn't play with emotion. And I mean that in terms of like as fans, right? Like, I'll sit here and tell you the Raiders are going to be 16 and 0, win the Super Bowl every year because I freaking love them and I root for them and I want them to be that great. And I'll find the good in things before I will look at it objectively. I will look at things subjectively. I try to be objective, but my silver and black coated heart creeps in once in a while, and if not all the time, I mean, just you know, heck, look around, right? So, um, so it's tough for me to, but I can always look at Vegas and go, okay, Vegas is giving us a realistic view of what the Raiders could, could not, should, or should not be. So according to the DraftKings, which has now gone way past fantasy football, and now they're just a flat-out gambling site. Isn't um, it funny, too, by the way? Not to go on a big tangent, but isn't it funny how just like a few years ago, the NFL was like, gambling, gambling, gambling. Like they would never put a franchise in Las Vegas. They would never like allow like sportscasters to talk about odds or like, you know what I mean, or over-under point spreads. Now it's like everywhere, like everything is a freaking like they have. The NFL has completely turned uh, in terms of the way that it views. And now, quote, not even quote, but like legitimately embraces gambling. Anyways, all that said, DraftKings no longer a fantasy football thing. DraftKings is a betting website. DraftKings has the Raiders over under. So that is w- over uh, um, total or, or, or under total on a 17 game schedule at seven and a half wins. Does that seem fair to you or does that seem low? Chat room, tell me what you think. If I try to look at this objectively, that's low. Seven and a half? We're going to be in Vegas in July, me and Max. Max, we're going to be out there, me and my boo. And, um, you know, her and I might have to waltz into the Bellagio or wherever else and lay down some money on the Raiders over Seven and a half wins. That means they got to get to eight wins for you to win the bet. I'm pretty confident the Raiders are going to win eight games, especially in a 17-game schedule. I'm even more confident that the Raiders can make the playoffs. I, I think that it's a must-have for us. Chat room, what do you think? Like, do you think the Raiders can win more than eight games? I mean, I'm thinking that we're an eight-plus. Like, we're 10 in a 17-game you know, this is gonna be interesting. Remember the days when you could go like, oh, 10 and 6, we're gonna make the playoffs. Well, maybe 10 wins doesn't make you to playoffs now, because 10 wins is 10 and 7. So maybe you need to be 11 and 6. Okay, so it's gonna be very interesting. We're gonna have to get used to this new dynamic of the playoff structure. Um, but I think it's seven and a half. Gosh, that's low. Like, I'm for real, man. Me and me and Max, like, we might have to. Throw some, throw some case at that bet, because I think the Raiders can do better than that. And I think it's important. Uh, we're going to define legacy with this season. I say that all the time. Mosh called me out on that last show, and, and fairly, that you know every season defines your legacy. But I don't know. There's just something about this one. First year in Allegiant with a full stadium. Jonathan, or Jonathan, John Gruden's uh, fourth year of the rebuild. Derek Carr, never been to a playoff game. You know what I mean? Like, I think that we're, you know, Mike Mayock now uh, with the roster that he's wanting to build. You know, I just think that there's a lot riding. It feels like there's more riding on this. And maybe it's like that every year just because it's a constant build. But for me, like, I truly think legacies are going to be defined uh, uh, this year. Anyway, so, but enough of me talking about it. Let's check in with Good Morning Football. We love the GMFB crew. Uh, uh, Sean O'Hara, former Giant uh it w- was in in place of Kyle Brandt this week talking about teams that that needed to make the playoffs and I think he makes some great points uh illustrating uh even further kind of w- the general idea that I just presented to you about the Raiders and about the necessity really for them to make the playoffs this year because listen let's go to Sin City let's go to oh, Vegas no, come because on.
6: I I just feel like look I know John Gruden signed a 10-year contract but uh sort of. I, I gotta feel like <laughs> You know, the, the pressure has got to start mounting over there. You've got the two,
5: you know, the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl two years ago. They were in a Super Bowl again, and you're right there in the division. And,
1: you know, look, for both Mike Mayock and for John Gruden, exactly. We've seen too much of that. Come on, get up. What's going
5: on? What are we doing? You know, I, I think that the sense of urgency down in Vegas right now, look, they got a good night's sleep finally with COVID because nobody was going out. Mm. Um, the casinos were shut down, all that jazz. But I think it's time. It's time. It's time for the Raiders. To, to find the lost arc and get back
6: into the playoffs there it is sean good work uh the 10-year contract not fully guaranteed from my understanding it's not I think that, no that oh, wow. was the great misunderstanding of that one i don't know when the the trigger is it's somewhere in the middle there so we're into what year four year five coming up no year yeah. four i believe yeah year um, four that's so, crazy that it's year four already yeah wow. so for, for you to say that and say like well but he's got a 10-year
5: contract and that kind of cuts off that's not that me cutting off the video but yeah very interesting there right so John Gruden's $100 million contract that is much ballyhooed or celebrated, depending on where you come out on it, it ain't guaranteed, man. You think Mark Davis is going to put up with with a seven-win season? You think Mark Davis is going to be okay with eight and nine? So, look, at again, Vegas is right a lot. That's why they got all the bright lights. That's why you only take enough money with you to lose, because if you go planning on winning, it ain't going to work. You never go to the casino planning to win. I'm going to the casino tomorrow, me and Swag Jeff. We're headed out to to Tunica, which is our our casinos that are in Mississippi. Anyway, when I go rolling into Tunica, I got enough money in my pocket that I'm going to go okay with losing. I don't go to the ATM. I don't chase the dragon, man. If you're out, you're out. And the reason why is because the freaking house wins. So when you look at Vegas, which DraftKings is essentially Vegas now, They don't lose. They win more than they lose. And they got the Raiders at seven and a half. If if the Raiders win eight games, maybe Gruden doesn't see year five. I don't know. Like, that seems like, I mean, really? Like, if we can't put together a winning season, that eight and eight is the most success he has in a four-year run? Maybe he gets year five. I don't know. But really? Like, can you imagine what the dialogue is going to be? Think about what that narrative is going to be. If the Raiders only win eight games and have a losing season in year number four for John Gruden, that's why I'm saying legacies are going to be defined right now. John Gruden is a 500 football coach with a couple of positive blips on the radar. His first one with the run with the Raiders and his run with Tony Dungy's Buccaneers outside of that. He's a very 500 coach. If he turns in a subpar under 500 season, he's now a losing coach in his career with a Super Bowl ring that really is Tony Dungy's. Like, so, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think this is big, man. Like, this is literally going to, like, any of the, like, you know, cred that John Gruden carries with him, a fourth-year subpar 500, sub-500 season, starts losing cred, man. Now he's Jeff Fisher, you know? He's Jeff Fisher with a ring. And how long did Jeff Fisher last in freaking Los Angeles? They bring in Sean McVay, and all of a sudden, boom, turns into a Super Bowl contender. So anyways, I'm just saying, this is a big deal. Derek Carr's 30 years old, right? I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but he doesn't have an extension yet. He costs zero money against the cap next year. I don't even think this is Derek Carr's fault. It's not Any of the Raiders' struggles last year were not Derek Carr. I think that you could pin some things on Derek Carr previously. Last year was not that year. So you consider that idea that, like, you really want to start fresh? Like, I'm serious. Like, think about that. Like, just Gruden get five. I don't know, man. Mark Davis has a threshold. We saw him act on that threshold when it came to Jack Del Rio. When it came to the way that Michael Crabtree behaved on the sidelines against that game against the Chargers in San Diego, the way that that game was coached, there was a threshold that was found, and Mark Davis took action. I'm just saying, even though, quote, just like Mark Davis said, bringing back John Gruden is a big effing deal. His words, right? Remember that quote? This is a big effing deal yeah well it's a big effing deal to have a you know billion dollar stadium in las vegas and your team can't win eight games that's a big effing deal too and what are you gonna do about it mark interesting time for the raiders uh so this is going to be um an interesting continued off season and this year man is going to be it's going to be huge it's going to be huge and i look forward to it i know you do too and and man i can't wait because here's the thing so i i was a little negative nancy there let me let me back away from that i think the raiders are fully capable you know we're still not done in the offseason. Um, I know in the chat and in some of the calls and stuff tonight, and I've m- made mention of it numerous times, Richard Sherman is still in play. Malcolm Butler is still in play. Melvin Ingram is still in play. You know, there's a lot of good players out there still that are like some of the older aging guys that i Look, and, and I don't want to steal any thunder because Capo mentions this later on in, in the show, but he hits on a very critical point. You don't see older vets show up and sign right away because they're, they want to get out of camp. They want to get out of OTAs. Heck, our buddy Will Compton told us that. We know that. I'm going to save my body. I'll wait to sign. I don't need to sign in July. I'll wait and sign in August or September when somebody needs a vet. I can come in. I'm plug and play. I know my role. I know the playbooks. I'm, I'm easy, right? I don't need to beat myself up during the summer Let me come in fresh. I've got my mentals right. I'm good to go. I'm going to stay in shape. Like, right? That's what these veterans do. So, you know, comp is going to be, what, he's 31, he's going to be 32, I think maybe. Like, you know, like he's of that age. Sherman's 33. What is Melvin Ingram? Melvin Ingram's 32. I think, like those guys that are at that spot where they're like, probably got another couple of years. You don't need to sign them in April. No, they're going to get signed way later. So, I think that's what the case is, and so just be patient on that. I think we got going to see some more um, activity. You know, what are you going to teach Richard Sherman in an OTA? You know what I'm saying? He's played under this system with Gus Bradley. He knows it. This is what he came up with. So he's going to be fine. You could put him in week one. Seriously, like you could, you could sign him the week before the first game. And Richard Sherman is going to be golden. So anyway, so good stuff there uh, in terms of the Raider news. Uh, appreciate you, Raider Nation. Let me shout out the chat. I've been rambling a bunch here. Shout out the chat. Uh, Aaron the Dog Raider. First off, I can't read the chat, or I can now, but I don't look at the chat while I'm doing the show, but I always go back and read it. So thank you to those of you that are in there. Um, Raider Flash, Aaron the Dog Raider, Raider Critique, Rogue Code is in there. Michelle Sweat, Silver and Blacksmith. Uh... Who else is in there? Patrick Hill is in there. Appreciate you, Patrick Hill. Uh, appreciate Jadis is in there. Uh, Ron the Mater, of course, holding it down. Uh, Tyrone Graves is in there. I think I saw earlier he got to his destination safely driving through that weather. Uh, so uh, glad to know that you arrived safely. Um, anyway, Lencho is in there. Appreciate so many of you joining us on the YouTubes. All you got to do, Raider Nation, is go to Murph's... Uh, I always mess that up. You got to go to YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan to be part of the best community in Raider Nation, part of that chat. America, go to the YouTube right now. That's right. Now I'm going to hit a little bit of a break, and let's jump in. Enough of me! More of you and less of me is a good thing. So, I'm going to shut up. Let's get into the Sea of Fans mailbag. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Ra- I already hey, that Raider one.
3: Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby.
2: What's up, everyone? This is Marius Hurst from Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Just win, baby. Thanks.
5: All right, thanks again, everybody in the chat. I saw a new name in there, Tony Toledo. What's up, Tony? Appreciate you being in there. Appreciate Sugar Shane uh, and so many of the rest of you. Thank you for joining us. All right, so normally when we get to the sea of fans, we do emails and voicemails, but tonight we're only doing voicemails because tomorrow when Jeff and I are in the truck on our way to the casino, I'm going to read to Jeff's driving, so I'm going to read your emails on the way down to the casino. So that should be fun. So check us out tomorrow. It'll probably be around, let's see if I had to think of a time, probably 2 or 3 Eastern, I would say, somewhere in that range. So that makes it, uh, what, noon or 1 West Coast time. So definitely check us out here on the channel uh, hit the subscribe, hit the, hit the, hit the bell as the kids say, and there smash the bell. And then you'll be aware of when we go live tomorrow, then yeah, we're going to read your emails then. So we've got some great emails this week. Uh, I saw there's like, Oh, know, there's four or five really good ones in there. I'm going to pluck out and we'll read those on the way down to the casino for RFRs tripping. So, uh, but for tonight, we're going to do your voicemails. Uh, we call it the CF fans mailbag. You can call us at nine Oh nine three, four, five, three, three, four, six. That's 909-345-3346. And, uh, we're going to listen to, uh, uh, we got some great ones tonight. Some incredibly creative emails, er, emails, incredibly creative voicemails. So let's go ahead and get to it. See a fan's mailbag.
8: fading looking 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 he's under the gun it's far he throws it is oh, he
5: it. He it. Uh, in the chat there Aaron, the q dog rader says 30 seconds of paul has been interrupted for the following voicemails. You're right. And you know what? Paul's a made man. He's the maid of the made men when it comes to the emails around here. So you know what? We're still going to respect Paul. I don't have an email to read from Paul, but we're going to respect Paul. Legend. Legend when it comes to the emails. So, Paul, here's your 30 seconds of Paul before we get to the voicemails. Paul.
4: Paul. 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 Paul.
5: Paul. Paul. Paul.
12: Paul. 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 Paul.
6: Oh, uh, Paul.
10: Paul. Oh. <laughs> plot, plot, plot. Paul. Claude. 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 Paul. Paul. Oh. Paul. Paul. Paul.
1: Paul. 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 Your name, Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello? Paul. Paul. I met him with
5: Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's
0: not here. Hey, Paul. Paul.
1: Uh, hi.
5: I'm Paul. All right, there we go. So, always want to respect Paul and appreciate your your constant emails from across the pond. Uh, he, is, uh, he is he is uh, not an understated legend when it comes to Raiders fan radio and the, and the emails around right here. So, thank you, Paul. And thank you, Q Dog. Thank you for that shout out and that call out uh, for our good buddy Paul. All right, let's get to these voicemails. So, speaking of Capo. Uh, he is the leader of the crew of the made men and the made women. And uh, again, to take, become a made man. All you got to do is leave a message three times uh, and 909-345-3346. Leave that message three times and you become a made man or a made woman or an indefinite amount of emails. Uh, we'll earn you that title of made man or made woman. And so uh, Aaron is the leader of the crew. Every crew needs a captain. And uh, we always start off the segment with him. I will like to remind the chat that we give out a sizzler award for the best email or phone call tonight it's only voicemails uh so keep track of your favorite voicemail tonight and then uh then let me know who you think is the best and we'll award him the sizzler award uh uncle mosh usually awards that but in his absence it's swag jeff swag jeff ain't here tonight either it's a podcast selfie so it's me and so i depend on you on the chat room so keep up with your favorites let me know who you like Uh, before we get to that let's check in with our good friend aaron the q dog raider
11: Greetings, Don Murphy, Siglery Marsh, Underboss Sunny, Sergeant at Arms, the Sizzler. So proud of him. Big Raider Trucker, Mojo for When the Universe Speaks, Ramo the Mean King, Swag Jeff, Raider. Ron the Meta Raider Nation. You know, once again, The hell with the Chiefs. I've reviewed a lot of box drafts, and very few of them address our biggest need. A lot of people will say, you know, it might be right tackle, and I agree with that for the most part, but I believe it's free safety. Personally, I'm team Trayvon Merrick. I mean, Ross Vegas definitely needs to take this guy. He's number one in his position at number 17 overall. But Northwestern offensive tackle Rashawn Slater, honorable mention. If they take him, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, at the 48th overall selection in our second round, uh, we need to take a look at possibly upgrading our cornerback position. Not that necessarily we've made upgrades uh, or, excuse me, uh, uh, mistakes before, but we do need to upgrade the position. And I think we can go back-to-back um, with our uh, 48th pick and then possibly bring in Tyson Campbell, uh, Tay Gowen's getting a lot of play out of UCF, Thomas Graham out of... I think, uh, Oregon, he's a duck quack quack and, uh, Eric Stokes out of Georgia. And of <laughs> course, the home team, Kelvin Joseph, Joseph with our back to back in the third round. But, um, you know, Las Vegas needs to definitely shore up the secondary. I mean, if I got to look at any more misassignments or, you know, questionable tackles by, uh, the red frosted lettuce one, David Arnett, I, I think I can turn the channel on that episode. I mean, Isaiah Johnson. Okay, he's shown some flashes, but what is he really bringing to the table? I mean, we got to bring somebody in at at free safety, and we could possibly do that in the latter rounds because it's a safety deep draft. I mean, we got to put somebody next to the erratic one, Jonathan Abram. Um, I really don't want to go too deep into a lot of pre-draft stuff because what is there to talk about? So I'll just move forward. Uh, the grocery list, uh, let me go ahead and think about uh, Richard Sherman still, Kenny Vaccaro. I know some people are kind of down on him, but he's a Raider by mentality. Fair. play. Marcus Williams, safety, and of course, Melvin Ingram. If he's going to come, come. Uh, the hit list, Deshaun Watson, Devin Lawson, Derek Chauvin for obvious reasons, Paul Pierce, insurrectionist, and as per usual, Mike Ditka. Rue.
5: Well done, Capo, as always. why he's the capo it's why he's the captain man uh great takes there i, I love it i love the the uh, the grocery list as he as he put it and uh and yeah aaron didn't get into his draft takes but always has some great uh draft takes but he but he did mention in the beginning uh morig and I, i'm with you on that man You w- watch a little bit of tape on that guy and if he's around you know I, at first i wasn't really into the idea of the raiders taking a safety i'm like how many times are we going to draft freaking secondary players? But you know what? This is the modern day NFL, man. You need a bunch of safeties. You need a bunch of corners. And you know what? Like what it's what's the worst thing that can happen? You build depth. Like we've seen how important depth is, right? So, you know, because all it takes is one injury or, you know, or just guys getting gassed and you got to bring in somebody else, you know? So I think it's important to at worst build depth. So I'm with him on that. And I think the idea too, that, don't be shocked if we take a lineman. I mean, everybody loves the flashy pick. We all, you know, celebrated rugs last year because we knew we were gonna go wide receiver and we knew the big three: either C D Lamb or, or, or Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy, and it was rugs, and we all got excited because he's you know fun on Madden and blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff, right? But don't be surprised if we take a freaking tackle, <laughs> like it, it could happen uh so anyways great stuff there from aaron uh before i move on i want to uh shout out the chat especially uh raider thank you for the uh for the donation in there the 199 it says all love and respect absolutely my friend i'm back at you and uh, oh you know what so we were talking uh just to float this out there i might be on the bay area later this summer uh, my oldest son, before he goes off to the navy, uh, talk, uh, we were thinking about. He's he was out there. He's been out to the, the Bay Area a couple times, but uh, I was talking to. To him about uh going out there one last time seeing some family and stuff before he not one last time but like before you know he's gonna be gone for a long time so uh so to get out there and to see a lot of family um anyways and so we were talking about going out to Dominico's and I know Tyler Raider goes to the Alameda Dominico's quite often so if we head out there if we head out the Bay Area I will definitely hit you up and we will time our visits man because I know you drive down from Sacramento uh spend time with family and go eat at Dominico's so how cool would that be for us to all meet up. So uh appreciate that east la j he says uh, what's up Murph love your show love you east la Jay. appreciate you man appreciate that kind donation of 5 bucks in there in a super chat and uh, 100% of that money, guys, goes to the One Nation Foundation. Thank you so very, very much uh, for, the, for that kindness, man. We, we appreciate you. And uh, man, it's going to go to a great cause in this season of giving we're in. We're giving to Bulitnikov, and that, of course, funds Tracy's Place of Hope. So thank you very, very much, East LAJ and Tidal Raider. Appreciate everybody that's given tonight. Uh, Raider Critique, uh, Q Dog, uh, Loki, appreciate you guys uh great great stuff there and thanks for supporting our foundation. All right, let's get to some more calls. Um, hey, we get we get legends calling this show all the time. Keith Jackson. Keith ja- that Keith Jackson. Alabama. That Keith Jackson has called Raiders Fan Radio. So let's check in with with the, the legend Keith Jackson.
8: Well, hello, everybody. This is Kit Jackson coming to you from the Stadium Club in beautiful downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm here with Murph and Uncle Marsh and old swag Jump on Raiders Fan Radio. We're talking 2021 NFL free agency and whoa, Nelly. We got a real barn burner for you here in the nation. Yes, indeedy. We got moving and shaking all across the offensive and defensive fronts for the silver and black. And all season long, we'll be talking about guys like Good and James and Miller and Incognito on the plus side of the ball. And then the mighty defenders on the other side, guys like Crosby and Pearl, Hurst and Hankins, Jefferson and Thomas, and the unique talents of Edge Russia, Yannick and Gakwe. Oh, my. John Gruden's got himself in a crew and stable of talent, but let's see if that'll translate to wins on the field in 2021. You know that once those training camps fire up, but there's going to be lots of head crackling going on. Derek Carr is going to have to dodge opposing defenders behind that revamped O-line, and a newly put-together tandem of running backs from Alabama is going to try to grind it out, put points on the board, and avoid those fumbles as they all work to bring the silver and black back to the promised land. So stay tuned for the moving and shaking that's bound to have you right at the edge of your seats, ladies and gentlemen. So until next time, this has been Kit Jackson reporting to you from the Stadium Club at Allegiant Stadium, the Big Owl. And just remember this in the words of the venerable and immortal Al Davis himself, Once a Raider, always a Raider, pride and poise, and the will that burns the brightest is the will to win. Whoa, Nelly! (laughs) Yes! Well done,
5: man! That is fantastic! The legendary Keith Jackson calling the show, man. That is awesome, man. So appreciate that. Uh, good stuff there from Keith Jackson. Uh, I love the impressions, man. We get, we're we getting all kinds of impressions nowadays, man. And I, I love it, man. The more creative your calls, the better. But even if you just want to give your Raider take, like don't not call. Like I've actually had a couple people reach out and be like, oh, I can't be all funny and I can't like make a big deal. It's okay. Just give us a good take. You know what I mean? Like the old Jim Rome's adage was, have a take. Don't suck. Like, just come on and give your take. Like, you don't have to. We love these. Like, I can't tell you how much I love the singing and the impressions and the sound effects and all the creativity. But if you just got a Raider take, like, just give us a Raider take. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And we'll play it on the show. So if you've never called, call, man. Be a made man or a made woman. So speaking of made women, uh, I want to shout out a couple uh, mentions in the chat there. Uh, Raider Critique says, ladies in Raider gear. Uh, are, are 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 incredibly attractive i'll paraphrase uh i agree i love seeing ladies in raider gear and and I'll, I'll share one with you this is my boo this is max max wearing her max crosby jersey there and repping the raiders i'm with you dude there's something about uh a lady in raider gear that is it's it's the best man and i'm sure it's because we're all fans but man that's it's, it's It's good stuff. (laughs) so I'm agreeing with you, Raider Critique. Um, And then uh, also one more in the chat. Uh, Tony Toledo asks who my favorite Raider is. Uh, Pretty easy for me, man. Let me find this here. All right. So my favorite Raider all time. I appreciate you asking because any excuse to talk about this guy. Pretty easy, man. And when you look at that, look at that, look at that book cover. Like, is there anything more Raider-y than that? Then freaking beer in an upside-down Raider helmet. That's right, man. We're talking about number 12. We're talking about the snake. We're talking about Kenny Stabler. Not even the snake. It's just snake. There he is, man. Left-handed, slanging quarterback out of Alabama. Um, absolutely uh, legend, man. And so he's my all-time favorite player. I have a lot uh, of favorite players. Um, right over here off camera, you can't see, but I also have, they call me assassin. Uh, of course, you, you know, uh, Tatum. Is, is one of my favorite. But I I do. I have a lot of favorite Raiders. Timmy Brown is a big one for me. Uh, love Timmy Brown. Um, I like some of the more obscure. I would call them obscure. what would be lesser, um, lesser referred to Raiders. Like I love Zach Crockett. In fact, oh, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you something. This is cool. So last show, I mentioned one of the reasons why I like Zach Crockett. And I didn't have his stats handy, but I pulled them. And so I want to share those with you. Just kind of like a revisit of why. So here's like a great example, right? Of, of a play. So war number 32, um, you know, 32 is a big number in Raider Nation too. Zach Crockett, Marcus Allen, Jack Tatum. Uh, so Zach Crockett, here's why he's one of my favorite Raiders. Because I think this is highly underrated. In 2000, the year 2000, okay, um, 2001, 2002, he had seven, six, and eight touchdowns, okay? So quick math there. What is that? What does that tell us? Fourteen has 21 touchdowns in three years. So he averaged seven touchdowns, okay? He only had 43, 57, and 40 rushes. The Raiders used to give him the ball inside the five-yard line, and guess who was going to punch it in? Zach Crockett. Throwing up that Q Dog sign when he was marching into the end zone. He was awesome. Like, I hope that Kenyon Drake is the new version of Zach Crockett, but Kenyon Drake, as we know, has hands and can line up a wide receiver too. So, long answer to your question. I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I have a lot of favorite Raiders. The big ones, like I said, like Kenny and, and, and Tatum and, and Tim Brown, um, you know, but there's some of the more obscure guys, Jack Squirek. You know what I mean? Like picking off that pass to 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 kind of set the tone for, or one of the plays that set the tone for Black Sunday. That was huge. Rod Martin. How do you not love Rod Martin? No one ever says Rod Martin's my favorite Raider. The guy had three interceptions in the Super Bowl. Like, give me a break. Fred Belenikov. I can't believe I haven't even mentioned Freddie yet. One of my absolute favorites. The first Super Bowl MVP for the Raiders. Like, so I have a lot of favorites, but short list: Snake, and then. After that, it kind of gets a little obscure, but anyway, appreciate the question. Who's your favorite? Enough about me. Tell me, who your favorites are. Um, I see that there was some some folks in there that were answering up um, Howie Long, Bo Jackson. You know, I'm a Bay Area guy, so when the Raiders went to L.A., that got a little weird for me. Um, you know, so those L.A. Raiders aren't quote my favorite. You know, which is kind of weird because that you know. Marcus, uh, Bo Jackson, uh, Greg Townsend, all-time sack leader for the Raiders, 109 and a half sacks, uh, 10 and a half sacks his rookie year, just like what Max Crosby did. Um, you know, Greg Townsend was an absolute amazing Raider, but he was an LA Raider at the time, and so I just don't have the same connectivity to LA Raiders that I do Raiders to the Oakland Raiders. Um, you know, where we have a lot of LA fans like Michelle Sweat, a lot of folks that we know that were LA Raider fans that, um, you know, that was where their form, their fandom was formed was in the LA Raiders. So players like, you know, even Mojo, Bo Jackson is like one his, his all-time favorite. That makes sense because, you know, he connected with the LA Raiders, where I didn't as much. The Oakland Raiders were where my, my fandom was formed. Um, Michelle Sweat says Charles Woodson. Absolutely. And I know that's her favorite player uh, is Charles Woodson. Yeah, see, there you go. Like there's so many, I mean, as far as modern Raiders, absolutely i think that's a and dunk i think that modern raiders if, if once you get past timmy brown i think all of us would say uh that, that charles woodson is up there um is is the guy uh to be our favorite raider so and it's going to be so cool watching him get inducted into the pro football hall of fame right um okay let me shut up again man i'm, I'm talking tonight y'all i missed you guys um all right let's get into the next call speaking of impressions Speaking of a uh, good friend in the chat tonight, Kiljadas, let's check in with Kiljadas and his impression of the Macho
4: Man. Oh yeah, it's the Macho Man Raiders' Savage. I am back. That's right. I am back. Episode two hundred for the Raiders Fan Radio. What is a good accomplishment! It's been a long time coming, but you know what? You guys are going to go further and beyond. Sky's the limit. The place. Yeah. But well, let's talk about 200. Let's go ahead and go back to our 200th round draft pick. Or should I say our 200th draft pick. Yeah. Do you know when that was? 1972. Yeah. And who did we draft? We drafted a guy named Kent Gatos. Yeah. Well. What'd he do? Absolutely nothing, yeah! He did nothing. And you know who he was with? He was with Cliff Branch. And Cliff Branch, one of the greatest wide receivers of all Come time! Come on! Yeah! Speaking of favorites! You know what? That is what happens. You can either beat somebody, or you can beat nobody. Yeah. Kind of like what Bruce Campbell was this week. Yeah. An ex-former Raider offensive lineman. the Lightning. And he decided to go and get himself knocked out in a Walmart of all places, yeah! Well, no wonder we decided to go ahead and cut him because he has no hands in the first place, yeah! And that's what you need to have right now. We need to have rookies and freesians. They're gonna be somebody, not gonna be nobody, yeah! And I tell you what, the Macho Man Raider Savage is somebody! And trust me, at WrestleMania, I will be speeding the Google Voice and retaining my audio championship. Yeah! Go ahead. Play out my music, burp. I'm out of here. Yeah!
5: All right, there you go. Kill Janus, I played your music on the way out uh great call from from kill jadis and of course the raider uh, uh, macho man raider savage man always love to hear from uh from kill jadis on that great call and uh yeah man that was was awesome Uh, (laughs) um, all right let's shout out the chat silver and blacksmith had an interesting statement in there he said murph a fan of the team not the location 40 plus years for me brother i'm with you i'm 48 years old i just turned 48 and um, I've been a fan of the Raiders as long as I knew the Raiders were the Raiders, as long as I knew they were a thing. Uh, I didn't stop being a Raider fan, uh, and I hope that didn't come across that way when the Raiders were in L.A., it's just that my fandom was formed in the Oakland Raiders, and Oakland and all of the Bay Area is a rival with Los Angeles, so it kind of dinged us up a little bit when the Raiders went to L.A. I didn't stop rooting for them, it's just that it kind of like, you know what I mean, that wasn't... That era of the Raiders wasn't my favorite era of the Raiders. The Oakland Raiders are my favorite era of the Raiders. So that's all. It's just a least favorite. It has. It doesn't. I didn't like them. It's just the least favorite. But um, anyways, appreciate uh, that, that 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 statement in there. Appreciate all the chat. Chat's on fire tonight, man. You guys are great. And uh, and thank you again, Kill Jadis. So I didn't mean to gloss over your call there, your impression because that was incredible. And we loved hearing the return of uh, of Macho Raider Savage. All right, let's get uh, let's check in with our uh historian he is houston raider steve so we call him the Historian. and um very sentimental call here uh, great call out from steve on this call
12: my swag jeff uh raider nation made men made women houston raider steve hey i just want to let you know that there was a really um, well-known uh, football player that played for the raiders he just passed away on april 1st 73 years young he was drafted in the third round from uh uh, pick number 76 from Maryland Eastern Shore. He was picked two years, he was picked in 1970. 1968, there was another great player from Maryland Eastern Shore Historical Black College at uh, Art Shell. Gerald Irons played from 70 to 75 for the uh, Raiders and then from 76 to 79, he was over at a conference over in Osaka, Japan, uh, well-known prime minister and all these dignitaries he spoke. He was a motivational speaker. He's with the Woodlands Development Company, which is a master plan community. He was on the school board for over 20, 25 years. Uh, he's the only player in the NFL has a school. Uh, he has a school named after him. It's a middle school. Met him several times in the restaurant. He'd come in and everything. His sons played uh, football. His son, Grant, played for the Raiders as well as a linebacker defensive end. So, you know, we hear, always hear about these great Raider players. Some of them we know, and some of them, we read about in the books. Here's somebody that I know. He always had a smile on his face, uh, that look in his eye, twinkle in his eye, very charismatic, great raider, great tradition. He loved being a raider, great man, great humanitarian, always gave back, always was elder in the Impact Church or in the Woodlands. Somebody that I knew, and this really hits me because uh, you'd always see him around, you know, working out at the gym and everything. He could still play football, he had the Raiders license, played, he was old school Oakland Raider. But anyway. We're gonna miss you, Gerald Irons. We love you, Raider for life. Once Raider, always Raider. Have a great night. Great show.
5: Goodbye. All right, good stuff there from Houston Raider Steve. Uh, nice uh, in memoriam to uh, to Gerald Irons, and I appreciate that uh, that call out, Steve. And I. Um, I saved that respect segment for here because uh, I didn't, I I don't want to take away from your call at the top of the show by talking about uh, Gerald Irons, but I'm I'm so thankful that you did. Uh, Couldn't be a better caller uh, to reference the career. And especially for someone that uh, you knew him, you knew him in real life. And, um, Yeah, he uh, he ended up moving to Texas and lived out his life in Texas, and apparently Steve uh, came in contact with him pretty regularly. And so uh, very, very cool stuff. Uh, Gerald Irons played for the Raiders back in the early 70s. Um, I want to say he was played for the Raiders up until 75, 76, like that. Uh, So anyways, thank you, Houston Raiders Steve, and condolences to the Irons family, of course, and uh, and appreciate that, Steve, and uh, Raider in peace, uh, Gerald Irons. All right, next up, we're going to go to... uh, gonna go to the canary islands all right if you got if you got the uh, lights up dim them down light a candle pour yourself a frosty adult beverage whatever you do but just kick back and relax and listen to the dulcet tones
9: of one italian born raider born rico hey guys raider Borrico here so mirth you know I'm not on the social media, never was, probably I will never be. This YouTube profile is as far as I can go in these types of things. If you remember the second mail of my life, I send it to you in between 2016, 2017, something like that. But my girl who's in the social media, she she gave me the insight. That is your birthday, or at least yesterday was your birthday. So, happy birthday, my brother. Ah, thank you. Listen, I can't say enough for what you do for the Raiders community and the Raider football. And when I say Raider football, I'm not I'm not joking, because without people, without fans like you, football would be less important. So what you're doing and what you are is the biggest contribute that you can give to the fandom and to the entire organization. And let me be clear in something else. Nobody, and I say nobody, can outstand you as a raider, youtuber, slash podcaster, creator, or call it whatever you want, because you are the only one not doing it for the money, not doing it for a personal satisfaction, which is nothing wrong with it. But just for us, the fans... And for the love of football, Raider football. And this is putting you on the king-level spot. So, congratulations, because you're the king of kings, my brother. You you. deserve it. Happy birthday. Now, about the free agency, I expect something more. I expect a big cornerback. I I expect that Patrick Peterson come to us, but he's not finished. Um, But overall, he's an upgrade all the men that we have first of all, welcome to the nation I think they're going to be a great help and I'm not going to speak a lot about it in a positive way or a negative way anyway because my approach this year is, I believe it when I see it I will not I will keep it cold I will not uh, uh, get too excited or too upset still a long way to go till the kickoff and I'm telling you by September for me Usin is in and I just want 22 plus benchmans they show what they are worth and made for and bring us to the playoff because this is the only thing that count but with all that say I'm gonna keep riding with the king I'm gonna have a drink on you Murph love you to all of you have a great time Love you all, and I'm out. Oh yeah, Murph, riding with the king. Happy <laughs>
7: birthday!
9: Oh,
5: Rico, man, as uh, you're too kind, man. I, I, I don't know how to respond to that other than thank you. Uh, that is, yeah, it is too kind. Um, I, yeah, uh, I, I love this show. I love Raider Nation. I love Raider Nation more than I love the freaking team at this point. I love our chat room. I love our emailers. I love our phone callers. Um, I, it's just so, yeah, thank thank you. And we're going to keep doing this without the intention of making money. Um, personal gain. We're going to do this with the intention of raising as much money as we can so we can give it away. Uh, and so I uh, appreciate that recognition. It feels weird because I don't, we don't do this for, to be recognized. So it's very kind. So I don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm kind of fumbling over my words, but just know this. Thank you. Um, that uh, your words are incredibly well received and, uh, and it just, you know, guys like you and everybody in the chat room are why we do all this stuff. So thank you. That was, uh, that was very, very nice of you to say that. Um. And so I love that he had uh, uh, the song Riding with the King, uh, which is uh, Eric Clapton and B.B. King, of course, uh, playing in the background there. Where we're going to play at the casinos here t- tomorrow means why, Jeff, we're going to be a little over an hour north of where B.B. King called home. Indianola, Mississippi, man. Uh, and so it's a very... Um, he is highly celebrated. There's a museum and all kinds of cool stuff about B.B. King uh, down there in that area of Mississippi. Uh, he grew up around, he was born around Greenwood, Mississippi, uh, and then uh, and then called Indianola home, which is a little bit further north. And uh, so, yeah, when you go down to that area of the country, B.B. King is all over the darn place. Of course, most celebrated in Memphis uh, with B.B. King Blues Bar and all that stuff. But in that area of Indianola and in that kind of northwestern corner of Mississippi, is all about bb king so um being a big blues guy like you are and big bb king guy like you are you would love that area of the country and if you ever visit the u.s uh you definitely got to visit that area uh, of mississippi and uh you know of course started off here in nashville we'll road trip it down there my man um all right next up let's get to another caller uh we got two more to go and uh another (laughs) impersonation tonight these impersonations rock all right so let's check out uh
3: Hey, baby! It's Dickie V! Oh! All you guys and girls out there on RFRN land, this is Dickie V! I'm coming to you with some awesome news about the Raiders. That's awesome with a capital A, baby! First of all, the signing of Drake. Are you kidding me? When I heard the Raiders had signed Drake to a contract, I got all excited. I haven't seen Drake since the 2019 NBA Finals. Oh, baby. But then it turns out we're talking about the running back out of Alabama by way of Miami and Arizona. And i got to tell you, I'm even more excited now. This guy is going to team up with Josh Jacobs in a major way, and opposing defenses are going to have to start taking those TOs because they're going to be winded chasing these guys down. Now let's talk about the receivers, John Brown and Willie Sneed. you got a couple of guys who are getting ready to break out and for not a whole lot of money. Nelson Aguilar got his money, but I think the production of these two guys is going to make everyone forget about the old number 15. And if Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards can step it up this year and you elevate Foster Moreau's game and third and Renfro and the pretty all pro Darren Waller, oh, baby, they're going to light up the scoreboard like the Dion lights from the Las Vegas Strip, baby. And what about Derek Carr? Well, this is the year that he's going to stick it to all the haters, baby. He might even be a Pro Bowler this year. And can you imagine the smiles on the faces of Mark Davis and John Gruden? Hey, he's going to not be Chucky anymore. He's going to be all chuckles. So sit back, <laughs> all you fans, and watch the draft unfold. It's going to be PJFF, baby, pillaging just for fun. Oh, baby, 2021 is going to be awesome for the silver and black. And you heard it from Vicki B. Awesome, baby. <laughs> well done
5: oh my gosh you guys are the best at these calls man so we've had just for those of you keeping score we've had Dickie V Keith Jackson and Macho Raider Savage uh, all call the show tonight so excellent job uh, from the great Dick Vitale appropriate now with of course Baylor uh, winning the the March Madness tournament and uh, I thought Gonzaga was going to be better I, I almost bet Gonzaga I because there was a big money on Gonzaga to win that thing. You could win a whole bunch of money for not much money. And I almost bet Gonzaga. I'm glad I did. But, uh, yeah. So congrats to the Baylor bears, of course. Um, all right. One more to get to. Uh, but before I do I want to jump in the chat, I've been able to keep a good eye on the chat tonight. I'm going to go again, catch up with it all later, but good friend of our show, Raider Rue, uh, Raider Roo in Utah, made man. Uh, just said that he's waiting on the doctor and, and got a COVID, uh, diagnosis. And, uh, so, uh, much, uh, prayer up for you, my man. And, uh, know that we're thinking about you and the RFR crew has your back. Uh, I know that you've got a big family as well. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hope that you're able to isolate it and not, you know, share it with other, th- those around you or that no one else in your house has it. And, uh, you'll have a rapid recovery, man. So, um, yeah, thinking about you, bud. And, uh. Always hate to hear that, and that's the freaking what a weird season of life we're all in, right? Uh, all dealing with this COVID thing, but we're we're so close, man. We're so close to getting out of the uh, out of the woods on this thing. And so uh, stay diligent. And uh, and again, thinking of you, Raideru, and, and prayers up, my man, for a quick, quick recovery. Swago came out of it fast. Him and his wife, they ran through their house quick, like. He was, he's, like. there's, you know, a lot of stories, more stories of recovery than, than there is of the other and not to diminish the impact and the negativity of it and the sadness of loss. And that's not what my comment is intended to do, but just know that there is a a quickness to be had there for a lot of folks. And so hopefully we see that for you as well. Um, all right, next up last call of the night. Let's check in with our buddy. Now, he's ineligible for the Sizzler Award. So, um, again, hope you all were keeping track of the calls that you like uh, to award the, the, the best caller of the night, the Sizzler Award. This guy's not eligible, uh, but he is a made man. He's the OG of the OGs around here. Uh, him and Capo and, and Big Raider Trucker and a handful of others. He's our buddy Mojo in San Diego.
10: What's up, fellas? What's up, made men and women? It's your boy Mojo calling from San Diego. Hey, man, I got three points to make today. One, free agency. Richard Sherman and Malcolm Butler are still out there. Why haven't we signed them yet? Why hasn't anybody signed them yet? You could say they're over the hill maybe. I'm not going to go along with that argument. I think both these dudes are vets, and they're probably trying to sit out of training camp. So you'll see them get signed uh, before the the beginning of the year. Take two. Listen, everybody. Cody mating season is upon us right now. <laughs> They get more aggressive, and they're looking to feed their young. So make sure your animals, your children, and your back doors are, are locked, and everybody's safe because they're getting pretty aggressive out here. Point three. It's almost that time, ladies and gents. We're going to do another made man tailgate. We just got to figure it out. Y'all tell me when we're doing it, and old Mojo here is going to be cooking, just like we did last Come time. Come on. Till next time, just win, baby.
4: Mojo Wow, awesome
5: stuff from Mojo, man, I love it, yeah, so you know we need corners, uh, and we need protection from coyotes. <laughs> mojo's so damn funny, and then, of course, the Raider tailgate, the Raider Nation world order uh is mojo's big tailgate that he's gonna be doing in Vegas, um so hey, first off, Mojo has an incredible podcast. it's not for the easily offended. I'll warn you that on the front end, it's language heavy, it's content heavy. But if you're not easily again a- offended and willing to take a tongue-in-cheek, lighthearted approach at life in a multitude of subjects, like bat people and lizard people, and wizards and real life wizards and whatever, like that kind of stuff, and coyotes like invading our homes and snatching our children. Um, th- you gotta check out the when the universe speaks. That's Mojo's podcast. And it is freaking hilarious. I love these guys. Uh, it's it's Mojo. It's the the big Gringo. His his co-host. When Ben Gringo's not available, it's Rooster Boy. I even bought a Rooster Boy T-shirt. I almost wore it tonight. Um, th- they're funny, man. So go check it out. Support them. When the universe speaks, uh, Mojo is one of the, the the you know the the best Raider fans I know. Of, like, not that anybody needs a ranking, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he's a good friend of our show. He does an amazing tailgate. He was so kind, him and his family, uh, and his, his buddy Larry and his family, and the tailgate that they put on for us, for the RFR crew, at the last home game we attended against the Lions last year. Um, just just a, a, a good dude. And uh, so, anyway, support what he does. Um, it, it, that, that, that podcast is, is fantastic. So thank you, uh, Mojo, for that. And then, yeah, so the tailgate. I got to be really careful about what I tell you guys because I don't want to set any expectations, but we got some things working where I'm hoping that we have a big thing to present to you in the coming months in terms of tailgate and attendance for us and things. Um, we talked to Mojo even about some tickets and things for the game. Mojo's a season ticket holder. We've got some things brewing, some cool stuff for you guys. Again, I want to say too much because... The way that these things a lot of times work, you know people talk a lot and then nothing happens, not mojo. I know that he's legit um, but some other and people that are involved. I don't know where it's going all the way yet. We'll see. And so I hopefully we'll have some really cool news for you guys in the coming months in terms of our involvement uh, and how it relates to Vegas and Raider games and all that good stuff. All right, so that's it. That's the end of our calls there. I capped it out with mojo and now uh, Raider Nation, everybody there that's in the chat. Uh, tell us who you think is the best caller of the night that's going to earn the Sizzler Award uh, tonight. In there so far, I could see Raider Critique is in there. Franklin 83, Raider Al, Raider Rue, uh, Michelle Sweat is in there. Rogue Code is in there. Tyrone Graves, Aaron the Q Dog Raider. Uh, who else? Silver and Blacksmith is in there. Raider Flash is in there. Ron the Mater holding Raider holding it down. Tony Toledo killed Jadas. Um, did I say Raider Flash yet? Lots of folks in there tonight. Appreciate all of you. Who do you think was the best caller? So we had Keith Jackson, the immortal Keith Jackson. We had Macho Man Raider Savage. We had Houston Raider Steve. We had Rico. We had Dick Vital, Dicky B, and then Mojo, who's ineligible. But as those top five, who do you like? Keith Jackson from Beyond the Grave, Macho Man from Beyond the Grave, Houston Raider Steve an incredibly reverent, kind call about uh, the loss of Gerald Irons, uh, Raider-born Rico with the birthday greeting and, and so many kind things to say about us, and then Dickie V kind of celebrating uh, a lot of what's going on with the Raiders. Who do you guys got? Give me a give me a couple. I'm going to play the Sizzler music, and then you tell me who you think you got.
6: I am the Sizzler. 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 Sizzler.
3: Sizzler. Sizzler.
5: Sizzler. 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 Sizzler, a Macho Man. Oh man, there it goes. Old school, Keith Jackson says Franklin eighty three. A couple of Macho Man's in there. I think Macho Man looks like to be the favorite so far. I'll give you another like you know 15, 20 seconds. Oh Michelle Sweat says Rico. Um, yeah, Rico's freaking awesome man. Always uh, Rico. Kind of like, give me give me give me a few more chat room. I'll go ahead and play a break while you're thinking about it. That way we got something to kind of settle on. We you don't you know because I last time I somebody told me like you went too fast I'm like okay I talk fast I move fast I'll slow it down I'll play a break you guys tell me who you like
4: hey Raider Nation just want to say hello this is Pastor Mondo of net. you're listening to Raider Fan Radio with Uncle Marsh and my brother Murph just win baby
3: Look, e- I'm Patrick bomb with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I am the sizzler. All right, the chat room has
4: spoken. Sizzler.
5: Sizzler. Sizzler. Sizzler.
9: Sizzler.
3: Sizzler.
5: Sizzler. Sizzler. It is Macho Raider Savage. Kill Jadis. Congratulations, my man. You are this week's Sizzler Award winner, man. I don't know how many you've won now, but you've won a handful. It's been a minute, I think, since you've won. Uh, but man that great stuff there uh, I love Aaron the Doc Raider said Paul just for playing the, the 30 seconds of Paul uh, but great stuff there from from Macho Raider Savage our good buddy Kill Jadis appreciate you my man and, and yeah you and every other member of Raider Nation are the rogues gallery we
2: are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders you know why we are here
7: because we ain't playing around today
1: from the walking dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery.
5: Agalor gone. Bye, Agalor. Um, all right, appreciate you joining us tonight for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio uh congratulations again to kill jadis uh for his macho raider savage that was awesome uh chat room tonight raider critique is in there he says hey murph when are you going to get an interview with napoleon kaufman i've reached out to pastor napoleon um a couple times of course i don't have a direct contact with him so i reached out over social media have not heard anything back i would love to uh to bring in uh pastor napoleon for for an interview i almost wore my kaufman jersey tonight i'm gonna have to wear it for the next show well, next one's 200, so I won't wear it for that. But anyways, but I'll, I'll wear a Kaufman jersey very soon. And uh, yeah, Napoleon, there you go. Another one of my favorites that's often understated. A lot of people don't say 26 Napoleon Kaufman is their favorite Raider. But talk about a stud, man. He was amazing and and just a great man off the field as well. So, uh, anyways, appreciate everybody uh, joining us uh, in the the chat room tonight and uh, everybody that's that's listening to us on the podcast. You can find us anywhere you can find a podcast. Just go to Murph's Fan Cave. That is M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave. And subscribe, like, rate, review. Uh, That's the only uh, support that we would ever ask you guys for is just that. Just tell your friends. Share the word about Raiders Fan Radio because the more listeners we have, the bigger audience we have, the more money we can raise, the more money we raise, the more money that we give away. So appreciate all of you tonight. Speaking of money that we've raised, thank you to all the wonderful chat uh, super chats tonight. Thank you to Loki, Raider Loki. Thank you to Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Thank you to Raider Critique. Thank you for Tyler Raider. Thank you to, to, to East LA. Um, thank you so much, guys. I hope that I didn't miss anybody, but thank you so much for those chat room uh, donations, man. That is incredibly kind of you to, to, to share that with us. Uh, I know it's been a tough time for a lot of us this past year, and so that financial contribution is just like, man, it, it really does humble us, and just know this, we're going to always do great things to um, give to great organizations with your money, so it's in good hands. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you to the chat room tonight. Thank you, Curtis Flores is in there. Thank you, Franklin83. Killed Jadis. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Uh, Raider Critique is in there. Michelle Sweat is in there. Uh, She says, great selfie. Thank you. You know, this will hopefully be the last selfie for quite a while. We're going to get the fellas back in here in the fan cave. We're going to, myself, QB Jeff. The one and only Swag Jeff and of course the legendary Uncle Mosh will be back up and running very, very soon. So thank you, Road Code. Thank you, Tyrone Graves, Tony Toledo, Raider Roo. So many great folks in there tonight. And we're going to see you tomorrow. Look for RFRs tripping. We're going to give, what are we giving away tomorrow? What are we doing? No, we're reading your emails tomorrow. And then check in with us in two weeks for episode number 200. And we're going to give away the Blitnikoff jersey and the Josh Jacobs uh, uh, autograph photo as well. Thank you to you guys. Love you. Have a good night. I'm going to hit the button.
10: Just press the damn
6: button there. I'm trying.
1: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs